0: 630 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Ever have one of those days you wake up and you think it's like two days from now? That's one of those days I woke up, sure, it was Thursday, looked at my phone, it's like, oh, it's only Tuesday, come on. But yeah, you know what, Uh, we'll get through the next uh, few hours of this Tuesday afternoon together. Uh, On this day, I want to give you a heads up, I know a lot of you are fans of the Canadian Forces demo, air demo team, the Snowbirds. And that F-18 that is flying along with them as a part of Op Inspiration left Vancouver today heading to Edmonton. So keep your eyes on the sky. They will be based in Edmonton here for the next few days as they get set to do some air shows, including one in Camrose this weekend if you haven't uh, found out about that you want to find out more about it just check out the Camrose flying club the snowbirds performing the f-18 performing um, griffin helicopters from a 408 tactical helicopter squadron uh, performing as well it's a drive-in air show a little bit different but you can check it out but again the snowbirds expecting to land if they haven't already in edmonton this afternoon uh, lots to get to today but want to start with the cybersecurity. And really, some of the failings of it, uh, some of the successes of it, will continue to be front and centre around the world. Recently, Canada's electronic signal spy agency said foreign state-sponsored actors will try to interfere in the next Canadian election. And we're also learning more about this spyware produced by an Israeli company called Kandaroo. I think that's how it's said, which targeted activists, journalists, and government dissidents uh, across uh, 10 countries. Uh, what does that mean for us? What do we need to know about this? Let's find out more with Terry Cutler. He is the CEO of Psyology Labs. He's an award-winning cybersecurity expert and government-cleared, certified ethical hacker. Terry, welcome to 630 Chat in Edmonton. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am doing really well. Uh, first off, let's talk about this warning from the community communication security establishment about state-sponsored actors interfering in the next election which we're expecting uh, very
1: shortly um, who are they what are they trying to do how do they do it well usually a state-sponsored attack is usually like there's government backing behind these cyber attacks and you know you let's say let's take for example let's say they're, they're saying oh yeah Russia's going to meddle in our elections usually it's never Russia that would do it they would hi- they would hire an, a, an ally. Right or someone else to do it for them on their behalf, so this way their hands are clean. But the advantage we have is that most of our ballots are still paper, mm-hmm. so so it would uh, it wouldn't uh, have much effect.
0: All right, well that is good news. Is there are there things, Terry, that that we as Canadians should be watching out for as we head up to the election when it comes to the things that maybe that we we're, we're reading online, the things that we should be aware of on this front?
1: Yeah, it's going to be again the misinformation stuff. So, you know, when we're, on our, when we're on the Facebooks and the, the uh, Instagrams, um, they're going to see, you know, ads, links to ads. And, um, you know, it could be misinformation. And it, a lot of it could be phishing attacks. So mm-hmm. people are going to click on links they're not supposed to. they going to ask you to sign in. Once they sign in, they're actually giving away their credentials to the cyber criminals who are then going to hijack your account and maybe extort you. So these are all things you got to watch out for.
0: Terry, what's an ethical hacker? <laughs>
1: So an ethical hacker basically is we get hired. We actually get hired by the company. We have all legal documents. So we get hired by the company to legally try to hack them before the bad guys do. So we show them where all the holes are.
0: Okay. So um, when we're talking about uh, holes, it still seems that there's a lot of them out there. Let's talk a little bit about more about this. This is it. Is it Kanduru? This this new spyware that um,
1: we've just learned about. No, it's Pegasus.
0: Pegasus.
1: Yes, Pegasus. So Pegasus was created by the NSO group out in, in Israel. So these guys create specialized software that spies on terrorists, drug dealers, pedophiles, all these guys. And their clients are supposed to be government agencies. Okay. And what happened was, so Pegasus has been around for a couple of years. It actually was mentioned in 2016. So what happened was this software, the way they got to them onto, the, to, onto phones was they used to send you a malicious link, either to a text message or an email, and somebody clicked on something they weren't supposed to, and then it compromised the, the phone. And when that happens, they have full access to the call log, uh, your browser history, they can turn on the microphone, turn on the webcam, or the, sorry, the, the built-in camera. They have access to the full device as if, as if it's in their hands. So now the new version of it is even more sophisticated, and it's very, very hard to detect because there's no, um, there's no indicators that your phone is sick. Because huh. in, in, pa- in the past, it used to be like, oh, if your battery drains fast, or if, if, uh, uh, if you always hear constant clicking on the phone or echoing in the phone, you know there's something being intercepted now it's like invisible
0: boy oh boy so um how do you protect yourself from something like that
1: it's uh, you know next to impossible because well the way it works is it installs it itself via malicious application so for example for example let's say whatsapp was vulnerable there's no way a, a consumer is going to know that and it's going to compromise a whole whatsapp application which will then get into your phone it's going to get into some type of messaging app okay. usually and uh, so obviously, you know, the best thing to do is make sure your apps are always up to date. Make sure your operating system of the phone is always up to date. <laughs> that's the first thing. But that, a lot of times that's not enough.
0: Yeah, you know what, I, I think for, you know, I have some of my listeners who, you know, bless their hearts, don't have, uh, don't, <laughs> don't have phones. Somehow they've managed to get through the past 10 years or whatever it is with not having any of this or not having, uh, you know, Alexas or Googles, whatever, uh, you know, uh, in their They're missing home. out. Well, and, that, and that's the thing, Terry. And here's what I want to talk to you about. I know some people are are very, you know, leery of this because we hear all of this stuff happening. But then there's there's benefits to the tech, obviously. So we're, you know, obviously, you're a cybersecurity expert. Your world is tech. I suspect that you live in a tech-filled home that everything is controlled by something. But believe how, it, I don't. You don't. <laughs> how, how do you how do you balance the the, the pros and the cons? Tons of this
1: so so obviously I, I have to play around with the tech but I don't have one of these Google Alexa's or any of these, these things I don't have that but obviously I use Siri mm. so Siri is always listening right yeah. so you ever notice that you're talking about Fruit Loops and all of a sudden it magically appears somewhere in your <laughs> yes. feed right you always hear like that you feel that like the microphone is listening to you but there is you know they there they've been it's been debunked that there's actually operators on the other end listening to these types of searches so they can better their product <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, the thing is, anything that ever gets connected, like your eventually your fridge, your stove, you're going to be able to go shopping. The fridge will notice that your, your items are low, and it's going to maybe send a request to the grocery store to refill the product. But once that product is now, once that fridge is online, it can now be attacked.
0: Mm. Hmm. Well, you know, I think over the pandemic, over the past 16, 17 uh, months, Terry, and it's Terry Cutler, who is a cybersecurity expert joining me this afternoon. And, you know, I think um, because there was so much remote work being done, I think a lot of companies all of a sudden had their eyes open to potential threats and what needs to be done. You know, VPNs, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Are we better? Are we further ahead now or not?
1: When it comes to security, we are a little bit more. Yeah, we're, we're, oh, when it comes to security, I would say no. But so what happened was just in uh, the first three months of uh, the pandemic, pandemic when everybody was working from home, there was 445 million cyber attacks against remote workers. Wow! And so because. Because they're uh, they're not protected like they are at the corporate network, right? Mm-hmm. So they have their Best Buy routers, and um, <laughs> they're not protected. And these these users are falling for these links and malicious attacks. But next thing you know, once they VPN into the company from their home computer, they can now transmit that virus into the company. Hmm. And then now the company gets infected, and then they end up calling me and my guys to go and do what's called an incident response. So we have to go and contain this ransomware and all these attacks yeah it was a really busy I don't remember my November at all it really it was, was it was that busy it
0: was that busy for nuts. you it
1: was out of control
0: so so what can we learn from the past sixteen months from what we've gone through with you know the the remote working and uh, what we've had to do at home what, what companies have had to do what lessons do we take moving forward
1: there's a couple of them there's the first one is passwords. So many people create such lousy passwords that can be broken in moments, right? Like the John one two three passwords, and believe it or not, one two three four five six and one two three four five six seven eight nine were the number one passwords <laughs> last year. Still, so what happens is a lot of people reuse these passwords everywhere, and the moment that your password leaks onto the dark web because it was it was compromised from an account. So let's say you registered an email address on on, on a real estate company, and that real estate company got hacked. Well, the hackers now have access to that password and now they can sign into your gmail get your facebook mm. and and, and uh, compromise your account and extort you
0: so password security we've been talking about it for years terry it seems hard to yeah. believe that that's still the number one thing that you're going to recommend to to for for yeah, well, folks to
1: brush up on they need to have the, the multi-factor authentication turned yes. on too. This is where you're gonna enter your phone number into the system so you so a text message will come to it or, or your app authenticator app with a random code. So this way if the hacker gets a hold of your password, he's not gonna be able to get in without that code on your phone. So that's 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 pretty much the number one way now that people People have to, uh, have to enable
0: that. Terry, Anyways. we're going to have to leave it there for now. I'm out of time. want to appreciate you. I appreciate you joining us this afternoon and offering up your expertise. Let's talk again in the future, okay?
1: I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having
0: me. You betcha. Terry Cutler, a cybersecurity expert. He is the CEO of psychology Labs.